with the uh, the question why Yehuda as a tribe uh, became the um, we said that uh, uh, Yosef had uh, um, he talks about how he was Mekadashem Shemayim and therefore he got an extra letter to his name and we said Yehuda uh, did more than that uh, and in fact that Hashem Beruach HaKodesh gave him the name of Hashem he has the letters of Hashem's name the name of Yehuda, which, by the way, that's Jew. That's where we're all called Yehuda. Uh, we have the letters of Hashem's name because Yehuda had the ability to sanctify Hashem's name. When was that? So uh, that's, uh, it starts two lines from the bottom on 36b. Yehuda Mahi. What's the story with Yehuda? And by the way, there are other opinions than this. This, this is one opinion in the Gemara. Uh, this is Ramir's opinion. There's another opinion that says it was because he admitted his mistake, you know, that he achieved his greatness. Greatness comes not uh, from the ability to learn from one's mistakes. They're, 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 you know, that's, the, that's another opinion. There are several opinions about what, uh, what, how did Yehuda become the leader. Other people say it's because he took responsibility when they, uh, you know, when uh, they, he had his younger brother and nobody wanted to, uh, they needed somebody to go down. And uh, this was the dirty work because Yaakov Avinu was going to hold it against whoever, you know, if somebody were to take Benjamin down and not bring him back, that would be it. They, that would be it, you know. And so he took responsibility. And so some people say that was the... Uh, I'm telling you other... Chedek Moore is going to say this. But I'm just saying that, there, that it's not... There are other views about what it was that made Yehuda the leader. But uh, this view, which is important, uh, is is that sometimes you need somebody who's going to jump in, who's going to be the first one. And uh, even though the first one who jumps in might, uh, might uh, hit rock bottom, you know, it might not work exactly. But sometimes you need somebody who's going to move forward, who's going to take the leap, you know, going to take the jump. And that's exactly what he did. Even though it was one person, but he represented the whole tribe. Now we're going to learn that the story was a little more complicated. It always is. Um, and we just assume that he just jumped forward. So the Rameir brings the first version. Omer, We were like standing next to this sea and waiting for something to happen. So guess what happened? Everybody started fighting with each other. Again, famous Jewish custom. <laughs> no. no, so they started fighting. So this one says, well, I'm going in. Well, it says, I'm going in first. No, the other one said, I should go first. Um, so it definitely changes the, this has it that everybody wanted to be the one to jump in. You know, so, and um, since uh, the other side wasn't giving in, so you know what? Chafet Shefto Shel Benjamin. Benjamin jumped in. By the way, it is significant that the, uh, even though Jewish kingship came from Yehuda, you know, we know that the kings have to come from Yehuda, David Amelok, the Davidic line, they all come from Yehuda. Even though that's the story, the first kingship actually came from Benjamin, from Shaul. So that's the idea, perhaps because he jumped in first. So uh, Benjamin didn't wait. Sometimes if you wait for everybody else to make up their minds, it'll never happen. So Benjamin just jumped in. Uh, it says over there that he, he went in the sea. 
Now, the, uh, the people of Yehuda, they weren't real happy with this. They started throwing stones at them. How dare you? Or though, you know, were, were you jumping in first? Like, what do you think you're doing? Um, now, Binyamin knew that if he were to take action, that he might take flack from his brothers, but he felt it was the right thing. And he, and he did take flack. He got hit with stones. Now, imagine trying to swim and getting hit with stones. Not a very good situation. But the tribe that held the place of the Beis Amigdash was Binyamin. And he got it because uh, he, he was willing to suffer at the hands of his brothers because uh, he felt the thing to do was to move forward. That's the first version of this uh, story, what happened at this time. Rashi, Ushbezinka Legvura, Shebez Kotche Kadoshim, but he has the Holy of Holies, as in Binyamin's, because he was willing to, uh, you got to be willing to do something unpopular sometimes if it's the right thing, even if they're going to throw stones at you. That's why he, Kadosh Kadoshim, was in Binyamin's territory and no one else's. What a lesson. Okay. So, Omer uh, lo Rabbi Yehuda, Rabbi Yehuda said, lo you got the whole story wrong. <laughs> Which, by the way, that happens. Sometimes some of the story's a little bit off. He says, no, it's not that they said, I'm going in first. It was the opposite. So everybody said, hey, I'm not going in first. <laughs> right? I'm not, you go in. I'm not going in. Was, hey, this, is, this is how most of us know the story, right? Each one, nobody said, I'm not going in. You go in. The, the water was, um, uh, they didn't necessarily know how to swim, but even if you knew how to swim, this was a, like committing suicide. But Chafetz Nachshin ben Aminadav, Nachshin, the son of Aminadav, he says, I'm going in first. He was the first one. And on this, uh, we have, it says in our Mesorah, now, as he was sinking in the water, he jumped in, and uh, he, um, it's not that he knew how to swim or that he was able to swim or that it was feasible, but the water was, uh, this was water that would drown a person. And so as he was starting to sink, it says, nefesh. The water is, is uh, I'm having trouble breathing. <laughs> the, the, the water, as he was going down and the water was going higher and higher, I guess he got tired of treading water, whatever it may be. Uh, so, meanwhile, he was, a person has a few seconds before they fully drown in the water. And so uh, the Pasuk was said that he davened. Um, we, some people think as soon as they hit the water, like the water split. No, that's not what happened. He hits the water and he starts drowning. That's what happened. But also, Shah, and, and during that time, Moshe Rabbeinu was davening. Hashem said, Yedidi Tovim Biyam, my beloved one is drowning in the sea. <laughs> what are you doing davening at a time like this? So, <laughs> what am I supposed to do? Uh, which is also an interesting lesson. Sometimes uh, the, you, the, the solution is there, and you just have to show, you have to take, um, you have to take command. You have to go forward. So Amrlo Dabra Banaisra we say speak to Claudisra and do it. Bata Hormis Matecha, pick up your stick, and that's a yotka. And so uh Moshe Rabbeinu went into action and Claudisra and then the sea split. 
So what did, uh, because Yehuda was the volunteer, because he was the first one in, Lefichach, therefore, Zoka Yehuda Lassos Memshalo Israel. Therefore, he became the leader. He was willing to uh, jump in at a time of danger and willing to take the lead. So you want to take the lead so you can be the leader. And that's, we can explain the puzzle. What's the reason that Yehuda was because the, the seesaw and it split? He was involved. According to this, this was the reason that Yehuda got, got the job because of uh, what, uh, what he did over here with the willingness to jump in uh, in the tribe. Um, okay, Tanya. Uh, now we get back to our discussion of the... Uh, we had a little bit of a break. We talked about Yehuda and we talked about Yosef. It's interesting that Yosef's uh, leadership didn't involve anybody else. It just involved him not doing a sin. It involved him having the strength to pull back something that was physically... Di- you know, his body and his emotions and, and everything was uh, at a point of no return. He had the strength to say, no, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to go against Hashem's will. And that's a way to achieve greatness, uh, to fight the Yitzhahara. And whereas over here, Yehuda, this is a uh, willingness to, uh, uh, to, to uh, jump in, to give up your life, to do what's right, to be the first one. It's, a different, it's like two totally different pictures, but each one um, was Mekadashem Shemayim in, in, in a different sort of way. Uh, uh, but those are the two examples. Um, and what? Both are Gevura, right. Yeah, that, that's what I was trying to say. Like, they're, they're just, it's two stories. They're not similar at all. Like the, and you, Yosef became a leader, and Yehuda became a leader. That's, that's both of them. The, those are the two stories. Now we get back to the blessings and the curses. But, uh, actually, in the first thing, uh, it's interesting. It was Yehuda that yeah. was throwing stones in Binyamin, right? Right, right, that's right. So the Kodesh so Kodashim is in Binyamin, but the Azara is in Yehuda. Right, right. Yeah. I, I don't know that Yehuda was supposed to throw the stones at his brother. I don't know if that I don't know if that was the right I'm not sure. Maybe it's just telling us that Binyamin was willing to do it even though he knew he would get he would get flack for it. I'm not sure Yehuda was right uh, for uh, uh, for doing that. Correct, correct. There's a certain irony there too at that uh, Benjamin jumped in first, and Yehuda was mad at him. And in the end, they kind of share, as Dr. Yaffe's pointed, they shared the base of English. They, they split it. What? Okay, that's true. Yeah, he's saying the stones. Okay, right, right. So, uh, yeah, there's a lot to the story. So now we get back to that ceremony at Har Grizim and Har Evil. Uh, Tanya. So uh, we're a little confused here about uh, the seating arrangement. So Tanya, Rebelazer ben Yaakov Omar. It's always fascinating when the Gemara chooses to discuss something. It's never going to happen again, so why is it important, right? So there must be, um, you know, the source of blessing. There must be some lesson to it. So why does it, uh, where exactly was Levi? You can't say that Levi was in the middle. Because it says he was above. You can't say he was above because he said he was below. We're confused. There's, there's some kind of disconnect here. Was the tribe of Levi on the mountain or was he in, the, in between? So, um, so the Gemara says, The elders of the Kahuna and Levi were in the middle. 
In other words, he had the women and the children and the, uh, the, the, the whole tribe. They were on the mountain together with all the other families. And the leaders, the, the elders, the tzaddikim, they were in the middle. That's, that's what it has to be. That's answer number one. Rabbi Yasher says, Kola He says, no. He says, it wasn't just like the elders. There, there is the active duty levium, and then there's the retired levium. So those that were fit to do the service, uh, they were below. They were the Basharla, uh, everybody else was above. Rabbi says, the third answer, no, everybody was below. But he uh, they, they turned towards the mountain. Uh, they turned towards one mountain and they began. The Levian, by the way, um, led the, the, the davening with their songs. You know, the, shir, the shirim of the Levian, they opened up, the, they started the prayers, the tefillah in the Beis Hamikdash was through the Levian opening up. And so the, over here, that's a similar role. Now, the so only question is, it says that they were on. So uh, now we're saying they weren't on the mountain. So Lemoris says, my al, sometimes the word on means next to. It doesn't mean on it, it means near it. That has to do with the Hebrew word al. Where do you find such a thing? Lemoris says, we see it from the frankincense. It says you put the frankincense on over there. So actually, there, there is a view that you put it right on the bread, but he says, no, it wasn't on the bread. He says it was next to it. Ata Omar Al, even though it says on it, it means near it. Ata Omar doesn't mean next to it, or maybe it means right on it. Over there it says that uh, they had a cover, um, they, there was a wall in between the Aaron and the, uh, so it, over there clearly they didn't put the wall on top of the Aaron. Have you Omar Al There clearly it means next to. Um, this is referring to the, the curtain that they had that divided between the Aaron. It wasn't on top of the Aaron, it was next to it. Okay. So then we said, uh, we quoted Hapkuneim, they faced each way. Tan So Now the Gemara is going to talk about these blessings and these curses. And by the way, we're part of that covenant. In other words, it's telling us something about our connection to mitzvahs, uh, that uh, this, this special ceremony that took place at Hargrizim and Harevo. I'll give you a hint to where we're going. Um, we take responsibility for one another, or we're supposed to. In other words, it's not supposed to be that each person is on their own. We're part of a nation. And uh, all for one and one for all, part of this ceremony was binding us together. Now, I will tell you, I, I never, um, you know, just, I, I grew up, I remember during the, when I was little, I remember the Yom Kippur War, and um, I wasn't that old, but I, 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 but I still remember the feeling that, you know, my family was in danger, and it was, like, very strong, um, you know, everywhere. Like, you know, anytime something happens in Eretz Israel, I know we all just, all of a, it's like you open up the news, and it's like you feel a pang. Why? What are we, people a thousand miles away, we never met them, uh, you know, we're distant cousins maybe, but, but the answer is that uh, anytime a Jew is in danger, you know, we're, we're all connected. So, where did that come from? Where did we enter in this covenant that we're all like one unit, all responsible for one another? So this is going to lead back to this. Uh, that's what we're going to say is that we kind of accepted responsibility for one another at this mountain. This was part of the, the condition that we entered Eretz Israel is that we would be a people, that we would be a nation, that we would all be connected in this way. So uh, 
But at any rate, that's, that's going to be the end. I'm kind of giving away the pun. But that's how I see this whole episode over here. There's an overall blessing, and there's a specific blessing. And there's an overall curse, and then there's an Prat and a specific. Some people like general, and some... There, there is... A, uh, we find that um, sometimes people want everything in one or a few concepts rather than in many concepts. You know, like uh, some people think that way. It's too kind. Of, I need to have just a few, you know, so you have a, a, a cloud, a general, and then you have a specific. Now, besides that, lil mode, uh, you have to learn the Torah, lilame, to teach it, lishmor, to be careful with it, and to do it. There's four aspects to every mitzvah. By the way, that's, what, that's part of why Torah learning is so important. It's the idea that we want to grow in the mitzvah. We want to learn the mitzvah. We need to know more about it. Lil mode, it has to be learned. That's that's a component of each mitzvah. So hare arba. So it comes out uh, the um, uh, each mitzvah is is four components. Again, it's to learn the mitzvah, it's to teach it, and it's to be careful with it and to do it. And hare uh, arba arba va arba. Um, and uh, we're saying that each mitzvah lishma uh, hare comes out. It's four. Arba, arba. There's four. Um, there's the positive, and then there's the negative. Hare Shmona. It's eight. And it was Hare Shmona, Shmona. Hare Sheish Esrei. It comes out a, a total of each mitzvah being 16. Basically, you have four components. So there's two positives and two negatives. There's the, the specific general, the four components, which is eight. And then there's the negative, specific, and general, which is eight. So a total of 16. So each mitzvah, each command, which has four parts, which uh, was set over specific and general, and uh, turns out 16. Now, this was repeated. Uh, these mitzvahs were repeated at Har Sinai, and they also at Har Moav, three times. Where does it say that? There was the bris. Uh, it comes out, Nimsa Mem Ches Brisus. It comes out 48 covenants on each one. <laughs> Let's do the math one more time. Okay, it's, 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 it sounds confused. It's not so bad. Um, every mitzvah has four components. There's the Lilmot, to, uh, to, to understand it. And part of doing a mitzvah, for the mitzvah is the ultimate good, it's to teach it, to share it with others. To, that's Lilmot Ulami. But then there's the idea that uh, if Sometimes, if you're not careful, you won't do it right. So you have to do lishmor. There has to be a, a, a part of the mitzvah where you're careful to make sure that you don't make a mistake and that you do it right. And then there has to be the push, the lassos. Why do I got to do it now? Why do, so each mitzvah has those components. So there's four covenants to do each mitzvah. There's the overall mitzvah, the, the, the general, and then there's the very specific. And then, there, then we said there was a positive mitzvah and a negative mitzvah. So there's four, uh, four components of four mitzvahs at 16, and it was taught three times. The covenant was repeated three times. So it came out that every mitzvah had 48 brisos. Okay. You have, a, you have four components. Right, of every mitzvah. Every mitzvah. Okay. And then you have a klal and a prat. How does that fit into the equation of the numbers? How does that create the magnifying effect? Is a klal and a prat a, a cloud and a prod for four four times a, a cloud and four times uh, and then another so way that, that would be 
So let's say, so let's say the the um, you have um, let's let's take um, let's say um, more is going to give an example. If if you have every mitzvah is a general and a specific. There's a general mitzvah and a specific mitzvah. There's there's the overall and then there's the specific and then there's the positive and the negative. But even in the positive and the negative, you have the general and you have the specific. Yeah. The general specific, right? Then you're dealing with four. Right. Multiplying four twice and multiplying four again twice. Right. That's eight, and then it's uh, sixteen, and then three times. Three times sixteen is forty-eight. Sometimes negative part, like for example, but not not to break the bone on a piece of offering. Right. And then say, eat it, eat it as a whole. You know, sometimes uh-huh. they, it's, it's two different mitzvahs, and they, even though one mitzvah have a, sometimes repeat as a positive uh-huh. or repeat as a negative, right? Right, right. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, but this is two different mitzvahs, or they kind mm-hmm. of combined by concept, not by the. Uh, no, you're correct. They're two different mitzvahs. There's the there's a positive component and a negative component. You ate the whole thing and you didn't break the bone. So that's what, that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Both of, both of that's, that's right. Yeah. Uba it. It's very interesting. When they were being conveyed the Matthew of Tefillah, they, um, they took some of this, but they altered other stuff. They say, we say in, in Ava Rabba, we said, Vesemli Beinu, Lahavin, Lahaskil, Lishmoa, Lilmod, Lamed, Lishmar, Lasos, Ultayem. That's eight. Right. Oh, very good, very yeah. good. Okay. Okay, so that's, that's an eight. But it's interesting that the final one was Ul Kayem. In other words, mm-hmm. when you do all of this stuff, you know, when you do your preparation, it will endure. Uh-huh. You got. You have to keep it, okay? It's, right. it's got to be permanent. Uh-huh. Very good, very good. It's also, 48 is a very interesting number, by the way. Shavuos is really 49. So you take the 48 cover, you know, it's, it's, it, it, you find that number, 48, appearing a few places. Uh, it's just interesting, that number. Okay. So, uh, but believe it or not, there is an argument about, a uh, discussion about this. He says, the, you know, we're standing at the mountain, you couldn't get into everything, you know. That, everybody was standing, you imagine the babies were crying, and, uh, you know, you have to move on, you know, you got to. So he says that in Sinai, they did the klolos, the, the overall things. And then they had the specifics. Vinishnu, uh, and they were repeated by O Moed in the tent of the meeting. Vinishdalstu, and they were tripled by Arvas Moav. Ve'en lakal koldar mitzvah, mitzvah shiksuba b'torah, and there's no single mitzvah that has 48 covenants. Each one is a covenant. We're, we're like bound to these mitzvahs. He says there's more than that. He says there's 48 covenants uh, times the number of Jews. What does he mean here? He says that we have to keep the mitzvahs ourselves, and we have to be worried that our fellow Jew can keep all the mitzvahs. And there's 600,000 Jews. So we are accepting to do the mitzvahs and also to try to make sure that every Jew does the mitzvahs. That's a much bigger commitment. He says, so sheish meish el, if they had 600,000, I don't know, we always say 600,000, but actually it's 600,000, but at 603,000, 3,500. That's the exact number. Shalosh, uh, 
and fifty. Thank you. Sheish meish el v'shosh alavim chamesh meish v'chamishim. So Amar Rabbi the Diber of Shimon Yud Ish Farakh Shnem Shum Shimon Ain Lakal Komitsu Mitsush Bitora. It comes out there's no mitzvah in the Torah next to Arboim Vishmonim Brisis. You have forty-eight covenants, Sho Shesh Mayas Elif of six hundred thousand, Vishloshizaf and three thousand, Vakamish Man five hundred, Kamishim, Nimsa Kol Akam Yisrael, Shesh Mayesh Elf Shosha Lovim Kamesh Mesh Kamishim. So the Mora says, didn't he just repeat himself? My Benayo, so Amr Mesharsha Arva Ava Arva Da Arva Ika Benayu. The question is the responsibility, his responsibility or the responsibility for others would be the difference between the way it was said first and the way it was said second. Um, here it's a question, was it an argument or was it not an argument? When we make Kiddush, how is it that we heard Kiddush in Shul, we go make it at home. How do we make it at home? Because we're responsible that our wife and, and family, people that we're making, they also need to hear Kiddush. We take on responsibility for others. And that's, a, that's an important concept of the bris. The bris is, um, it's interesting, they, there used to be a very prominent Jewisher called B'nai Brith. You know, it was like a, the, it's a nice name, it's just a, sh- a shame, it became very, very secularized. But uh, that's where people are, B'nai Brith, you know, that's the, we're all B'nai Brith, we're all part of that covenant, the, you know, the covenant to be responsible to do the mitzvahs. Uh, but no one ever told them about the mitzvah part, you know, they missed that. But, uh, so, George, what? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Dorish Rabbi Huda ben Nachmeni, Miturgama de Riv Shem ben Lakish, Kol Parshakula, Allah ben Naif and Rathis. He says, um, all these blessings and curses, it, it all starts out with morality. It all starts with keeping your pants on. It all starts with uh, staying away from women that you shouldn't. It's almost like a Freudian thing, you know. Freud says that all psychology has to do with male female issues. Uh, I don't know what we you know, the, but he's in a certain way. He's saying the blessings and the curses have to do with respecting a person's position in society, and the, and it, it, the the starting point is with the um, he the the we'll see. He goes on to show like the a lot of the sins end up being because people don't respect the boundaries. They don't respect uh, the uh, adultery. He's says, um, well, we could do the, let's do the Rashi on that about how, um, well, the, let, let's just wait a line. The Gemara is going to explain it itself. Or um, uh, it starts with a Pusik. It says, Cursed is the man, the Shayasa Pesum who makes an idol. But Or Sagile. What does it mean? Um, we just said the person is cursed if he worships idols. So it, is a curse enough? Rashi, this guy denies Hashem. That, that, what do you mean? The cursed, he's a believer in, in, in everything? And oh, the guy made a mistake. He worshipped idols. Does it just mean he gets like a, a tap on the wrist? Uh, like the, the fact that he worships idols. He, what, what he's trying to say is that one of the first blessings and curses was cursed is the person that worships an idol. That makes it sound like he's a full Jew, but he just made a mistake. He worshipped an idol. Um, that's a, it's, it's more than just he gets a tap on the wrist. He's doing something wrong. He's adopted another religion. And again, we, we have this very, um, uh, you know, today you go to an, an idol is like a cute artifact. You know, it's a little statue. It's a little silly, but, it's, but we don't realize that idolatry meant doing the cardinal sins. It meant human sacrifice. Every time they dig up these idols, they dig up human people that were killed. 
sacrificed in front of the idols. It meant immoral behavior. All the sexual sins were done in front of these idols. Every single one. Uh, you know, it was like the, and it, 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 was, it was really like a combination of everything that was bad in the world was idolatry. One of the reasons that, you know, today people talk about the Indians. You can't call a baseball team Indians or the Braves or whatever. You can't do the. Uh, the reason that they were massacred was that their society was so evil that the non-Jews felt that, that you have to wipe them out because they are so bad, they scalp people. You know, you turn around, they take the hatchet, and they chop off a... And you ask them why they do that, and they oh, just for fun. You know, it's like they just get... You know, the, it was a different value system, and they felt so strongly about it, they felt that there's no hope for them. You have to wipe out the heathens, you know. And so t- today, we don't say that, but that's really what happened. We, we believe, if, you know, there may be a way to re-educate them, and they don't have to be, you know. It's only the seven nations that had to be wiped out that there was no hope for but uh, the other people's, maybe there's hope, but the, it's really because idolatry included all the worst things. So the Gemara is asking, it's not just a curse if you worship idols. The person's giving, given up on everything if he did that. So the Gemara says, you're right. This doesn't, we're not talking about a person that worships idols. We're talking about a person that uh, does sexual sins and has children out of wedlock or has children that are mamzerim, zehabala ervavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavavav
Af also the blessing, Elu ve'elu oni ve'omrim amen. And so this was